Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 227 and it is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and joining us in the Zoom studios, we got uh, Mr. Sir Wilkins from the Jobber Tears podcast all the way from New York. Welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me today, man. Absolutely. And joining us, we have our UWO brethren in the house. We've got the angry fan himself, Eddie Ortiz. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Yes, and then we also have the philosophical Mr. Brian Lopes. <laughs> yes, um, as you can see here, uh, as you can see here, we got the wrestling crew in the house, so you know what that means. We're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble 2021, which transpired this past Sunday. Might get into a little bit of what, what transpired on Monday Night Raw as well, and our thoughts about the road to WrestleMania moving forward. So, gentlemen, uh, yeah, should we get into it? Just dive right in. You know. Wilkins does his little uh, iced coffee morning announcements, I guess. <laughs> By the way, iced coffee is a Rhode Island thing. Yes, it is. I love coffee with my doctor session. Uh, I, I smell, taste, can't do it. Straight black for me, like my skin. <laughs> I, I live on Dunkin' Donuts, so me and Dunkin' Donuts have a, a, a love thing that I, you know. Same here. We keep that. We keep that on the hush hush. I put somebody through college for all the money I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. It's real. Give me my one energy drink a day. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, still drinking those Monstars, Carl. No, it's been like it's been nuts. They have like a ten pack for like eight bucks at Walmart. Mm. I'm okay. good. Okay. All right, I see. But, um, I'm mad at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Wilkins has an interesting take. He did not like Edge winning. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, why, um, it was, so, okay. I understand why he won, but I didn't like why he won. Because hmm. in my feel, in, in, for, for me, I don't think he needed the Royal Rumble to go, to be part of the, the main event or, or challenge for uh, a title shot because he's goaded already. Like he's in that hall of fame type of category. It's like Michael Jordan coming down. like, okay, I want to play right now. Play some basketball. I'll pick the team that I want to play for. Like it's that type of, so you, you don't try out. You don't go to training camp. You're Michael Jordan. You're, you're edge. You don't need all, you don't need all of that. And for me, we're at an awkward spot in professional wrestling where it's time for new stars to come up. Like, we're seeing how Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, and Asuka, and, like, a, a few other people are at the top. But, but like, right now, they're breeding the new, the new generation, which is Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and a few other women. But they're doing that on the women's side, but the men's side, like, fellas, who is, like, next up that's being pushed to the next, the next level? The next level. Mm. I mean, yeah, answer the question. I can say Owens, but Owens has been no. in the main event. Dude, we gotta not talk. You you can't go Owens because Owens. Let's be real. Owens at the tail end at this point. He's not going to go for another ten, fifteen years. 
you know, when I see when I hear next up, I'm here. I'm thinking long term, like who's going to be there when it's time for you know the Kevin Owens and the Sami Zayn's and the Nakamura's to say, okay, I got to start taking some breaks. I got to start going home. I, I need to rest. I need to cut it back a little bit. Who's next up? There is no fresh blood. Like people will tell you, Damian Priest, but he's almost forty. Okay, how long is Damian Priest's body going to hold out and go? Mm-hmm. You know, who, they're not really like gearing up any twenty-year-olds, any fresh blood. It's it's a weird time. Um, it's a weird time because wrestling you can wrestle until you're like fifty. Some guys like as you can see like Rick, Goldberg, yes. and like a few other people. But it, you're right. Like who is in who in the the mix right now that could have gotten that push because it's time to build it's time to build superstars because to be honest Roman Reigns got three more years and he's going to Hollywood that man is off to Hollywood in about three years. yeah maybe less you don't get we those all know that. you don't get those teeth done you, yeah you, you don't, don't get, get that pretty smile motherfucker to take bumps on WWE TV you trying to make cash on in Hollywood and he got. He already has his connect with the Rock because the Rock has put, put his whole team on. <laughs> so, my thing was, it goes back. Like, what are we doing as a company to get somebody to, to put the rocket ship on? Him? Mm. Because who really can go up against Drew McIntyre and be a blockbuster pay per view? It's these conversations that that like I'm trying to like talk to because I get why why Edge got it. It makes perfect sense storyline wise, but. The bigger, the grander picture is like, yo, we need fresh blood because it's going to happen again where, where, remember the SmackDown 6, mm-hmm. where everybody left to go to go, to go do different things and Cena was the only one left? Mm-hmm. You got to have like at least five or six guys that can be in that in, in that main event scene to to hold to hold it down for the future. But okay. that's, that's what I said. Now, do you think they could do something similar to, like, when Brock Lesnar came up? Like, when he, The Rock was a, was a, was a champion at the time, and by the time he was ready, they could start building somebody up from here on mm-hmm. to end up challenging for Edge, for Edge to put over Lord knows whoever it is. I, that, that could be a way of doing it, but... So, so this is this is the side I understand. I understand that WrestleMania is for casual things, right? WrestleMania is for the blockbuster thing, but we need to build up future blockbusters. We need that. We need future blockbusters. And I'll give an example. I have my homegirl. She's like in um she's in her she, she's in her mid forties, close to fifties, and she had hit me up. She was like, "Yo, I keep seeing Edge online." I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I remember watching wrestling with my son when he was nine years old. And yeah, I saw that. Three. Hmm. Like, yes, you keep the nostalgia going, but we need to start making future superstars. And the thing about it, nostalgia just, nostalgia runs through all of wrestling. AEW does it. Fucking in the independent scene does it because the main event is going to be some old WWE guy or old WCW guy going up against an indie guy. <laughs> That's a problem within wrestling in general. Hmm. So that, that that was my take one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And plus, like, yeah. and plus, like, to, and, to, and to your point, uh, Sir Wilkins, like, um, looking at the main roster like, in the men's division, it's kind of hard to see who can, who can take that that mantle as the next big main eventer. Like, the one name I can think of at the moment is Big E, but um, but I'm thinking of like other names in NXT, like for example Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa or Adam Cole. But with those names, like with going with Gargano and. Uh, uh, Champa, like they're adamant about not going to the main roster. They're pretty much NXT lifers, and and if they were mm-hmm. called up, they would be the next logical names you would put in like in the main event scene, or even Adam Cole. But Adam Cole looks like he's pretty much on that same track of being an NXT lifer, not wanting to go to the main roster. Um, we another name I can think of is Finn Balor, but he's the NXT champion, and Vince had an opportunity to do to do something with him. Well, he did put the title on him as a Universal Champion, but he got injured. So on the men's division, besides Big E, I can't really think of any other like fresh name to to put in the title scene. Like you have names like Daniel Bryan, who's rapping, who's who's preparing to wrap up his career. Cesaro, like the the ship is long sailed on him. Nakamura, he is he is doing that uh, babyface turn again. But the King of Strong Style was left in New Japan. We we got a glimpse of it in NXT. We never got a glimpse of him in on the main roster. And so besides those names. <sighs> I mean, maybe Ricochet. I mean, Ricochet. He should be. He should be begging for a way out at this point. So I really can't think of any other big names in the men's division to take that spot. I mean, McIntyre is going to be in the main event scene for like the next maybe two, three years. But after him, yeah. who else you got? You know. I mean, but, there, it, it could be Keith Lee. Now I know everybody saying what they said. You know how Vince said that they wanted him to go to the performance center, and Vince doesn't like him. But then. But when I listened to Bully, uh, Bully Ray on Busted Open a couple of months ago when that report uh, came out, was, okay, Keith Lee works a certain style that everybody else doesn't hmm. work. So they shipped him down to the Performance Center just to teach him how to work that style. Hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. To work the style with the Ortons and the Drews and possibly now the Edges and stuff. So... Maybe he could be that uh, that SummerSlam star. You know what I mean? Maybe he was actually the one who was supposed to win the Rumble, but, you know, he got hit with COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Edge's win was probably an order, like a safe audible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many possibilities. I, I, I think Keith Lee is a solid choice. But you also got to understand is that when you're like the top babyface, you're the face of the company or one of the major faces of the company. So it's a lot of responsibilities that comes along with it. And also, you mentioned Nakamura. Nakamura is chilling. Nakamura is chilling. Like, when I say this man is chilling, I believe he's like, yo, I did my legendary shit in Japan. I'm here to collect a check, go surfing, and keep my family happy. That is it. And And I'm not mad at it because... One of the reasons why Kenny left Japan was because I read in the Young Bucks book, he was like, he needs to give his body a rest. Mm-hmm. Like, the shit that they do, you, come on, they're doing hour matches in Japan, and, they, and they're straight hitting motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah. Nakamura is great, but he's, he's, he's at a point where he's like, I'm just chilling. Like, I'm here to collect this check. Well, what do you need me to do, boss? Okay, no problem. I got you, boss. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And... and we had AJ. AJ's in and out. Um, I think his um, I, I pronounce his name Omas, Oman, whatever. What's his name? Omas, yeah. Omos, yeah, I yeah. think he's like on the cusp. 
on the cusp. And they could have done something with cusp. Elias. They, they need to, like, redo Elias. Elias is a great choice for like, yeah. that's the next big thing, but they need to, like, repackage him or something or add something fresh to him. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they got Carlito back and Jeff Hardy, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, oh, Elias was somebody I, I said it to that they just completely missed the boat on. There was yeah. a they they milked that doing performances thing so much that now they they have to start scratch from scratch with him. But he definitely has the look, the physique, and he has a pretty good move set. Elias is not bad in the ring. It's just he's he was reduced to a comedy act because Vince said, "Oh, the fans like this. Oh, they hate this." It's like he's getting a reaction from playing the guitar, no. so we're just gonna with it to the you know. Beat the dead horse. Yeah. yeah that's, and they just that's, beat that that's, dead that's horse. True. And then he got over, and they just continued to beat it. To beat the dead horse. And did nothing. It's because fans wanted to see it. Same thing that happened with Cesaro. He got <laughs> over, and it just... Yeah. And it's that, it's that fickle, fickle, hardcore WWE fan that gets latched onto something and then forgets about it the next day. Throws it away. Like, I'm, I'm done with it. I think you also you know, know that the people need to be like, mic skilled up. Like you got to be able to like really carry yourself on the mic. I mean, the only exception was Roman that we kind of let it. That, it, it, but then Vince was just was in love with Roman, so they kept forcing it down our throats until he fucking got it right. Yeah, there was no letting that go. And then John Cena put him took him to school. It was like, yo, I'm here to take you to class. Class right, one the session. But yeah, I don't see I don't see anybody <coughs> right now that could be the face of the company, and, and I, which is understandable why why Edge won. But I feel still feel take a chance on somebody, give somebody a chance that you think could be the next up to get that rocket ship type of situation. But you know, they need to. WrestleMania is about money, it's about sales, it's about putting the thing together. But they say in NXT like Edge is going to be on NXT tomorrow. Yeah, so. We don't know if he's gonna go on NXT and start challenging the um, who's the who's the champ now Finn right yeah 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 so Finn might Finn might be the one that gets challenged which one I wouldn't mind seeing that I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna hold you guys mm. I wouldn't mind seeing Finn Balor and Edge in a match together that's a that's an interesting passing of the torches uh, but, but it would but the thing about it that would help NXT that would really help NXT. Elevate the title a little bit more. Because I'm a huge fan of like NXT, but I just wanted to succeed. But are they really going to send Charlotte, Charlotte Flair? Huh? We're doing Charlotte Flair all over again. Charlotte, you think we're, so? We're pretty much going to be doing Charlotte Flair all over again. Do you guys like, think Charlotte you can't go down there and lose? You think Charlotte puts over no. people? She doesn't. No, like Charlotte doesn't. She does. Yeah, Charlotte doesn't put think, over people because, like, if you. I think it depends on the situation. No, she she doesn't put over people because, like, like if you saw last year alone when she was NXT champion, like she did she did nobody any favors. Like Charlotte Flair, it, the NXT championship helped out Charlotte Flair and nobody else. When she faced Rhea Ripley at last year's WrestleMania, that was a match that Rhea should have won. That was that was the right call, but Charlotte winning pretty much derailed Rhea's momentum for the rest of that rest of last year. And then when Charlotte mm-hmm. lost the t- title at uh, NXT TakeOver, she wasn't even pinned. Rhea Ripley took the pinfall from Io Shirai. 
And you know, there, there was there were no stars that were made under Charlotte's reign as NXT champion, not one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think? Think she's putting over? Think she's putting over Lacey right now with the help of her father? That no, like I mean, ultimately it's gonna be it's Charlotte's, Charlotte. Charlotte wins. LOL. That's where it's gonna lead to, you know. So we're just gonna see what how all these shenanigans between her and her dad are gonna unfold. You know, it's just an excuse for Ric Flair to, I guess, have some fun. And plus, you know, he's kind of broke because, you know, three alimonies and whatnot. So he has to make that money somehow. Jesus. <laughs> God, three alimonies. Jesus. I'm not, I wonder how much that comes out of his check every month. Oh, <sighs> man. Yeah. <laughs> to be the man, you got to be. Money was helping him a lot, too. What happened? That, that Comic-Con money was helping him a lot. Bro, imagine just working just to pay a bill every just a, not a bill that goes to you, a bill that goes to somebody else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, that whole his, his ex-wife is legit just sitting at home collecting checks, and I know it's like at minimum ten racks a month, minimum. Yeah. And it's three of them. It's three of them. Like, why would you do it after the first time? You get a prenup. <laughs> like, come on, Rick. Hey, you know. The pussy was fire, probably. I don't know. Rick, Rick you living that life, bro. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But Brian, what say you? Uh, about which topic are we talking about? The systematic issues with WWE, the Charlotte putting over. I I could hit on either one. You can't, damn. All of them. Yeah, I, I kind of had a moment before the show started, so I'm, my mind's a little bit out of it. But uh, to address the first thing about the young people getting over, there's a problem with WWE. The problem is that they need a systematic change. Because if you look at it, WWE does a lot of cosmetic changes. They change the look of the set. They change the look of the GMs. They change the look of the belts. They change the look of everything. What they need is a systematic reset, similar to what they did when the golden age was turning into the new generation. When the Attitude Era was turning into the Ruthless Aggression Era, from Ruthless Aggression to PG, they need a systematic change, meaning the way they're booking the shows, the way they're presenting the shows, and the people who are in the title pictures need to be alternated. It can't just be a cosmetic look. You guys are the GM. This is what we're doing. No, you need to change the way the show's being ran. You need to change the people that are in the certain spots until the people start shifting and the people are being elevated and not just beaten down like a dead horse you're not changing anything the show's going to be exactly the same like uh-huh. my per- like i use this example every single time mustafa ali if you listen to his promos on television they're okay you listen to a promo he does on social media or what he does on raw talk they're phenomenal why isn't stuff like that on my television screen you get what i'm saying it's yeah. like you want you want to build a new character the perfect person, and I and I know on the show I talked about Brian or whatever, if Keith Lee was quote-unquote the person to win the Rumble and Edge is a safe bet, why do a safe bet? Why not take a risk? Why not make Mustafa Ali win the Royal Rumble? Why don't you tell that story? Because then you can tell the story of, hey, originally for people who don't know, all that stuff with Kofi was supposed to be me. Why, why, don't, why didn't I get another chance at a world heavyweight title shot? Why didn't mm-hmm. I get a chance to be in a world title match? Because I got pulled out of mine and I never got my chance back. Why doesn't something like that occur? 
that's what I mean by systematic. It's like instead of going with the safe bet and nostalgia, why not give a young guy like that a shot? I know we're talking about earlier about all the people that we have to, like, who can we build up as a new star? There's a ton of people you can build up as a new star. And with all due respect, here's a fun fact. You know the average age of the men that were in that Royal Rumble were in their mid-30s? Yeah. Only like two wrestlers in that Rumble match were under the age of 30 years old. So we're not talking about young talent. We're talking more about fresh talent, people that WWE fans don't see. Now, with the whole Charlotte Flair thing, yes, I do believe she's put people over. She doesn't put them over by laying down for them. She's putting them over by putting them in matches with her. Charlotte is an established star. Whether we want to agree with it or not, Charlotte is the biggest name in WWE when it comes to the female division. Okay? Her name helped elevate the rest of the four horsewomen. Her name helped elevate a girl like Aria Ripley, even though, yes, did she take the title off Rhea last year at WrestleMania? Yeah, but at the same time, it was also the first time an NXT title was defended at WrestleMania. It brought a girl from NXT up to the main stage. Now, mm-hmm. we talk we talk about EO getting the pin over Rhea. Yeah, okay, that happened. But at the same time, the NXT title was put on more eyes because of a person like Charlotte Flair. Lacey Evans. The the funny thing with the storyline with her and Lacey and Rick is originally everybody thought the storyline was Lacey hooking up with Rick. No, the storyline really is, you don't want to learn from me, you're my daughter, I'm trying to teach you all the dirty tricks, you think you know it all? Fine, I'm going to show all of my tricks to somebody else. I'm going to give my role to somebody else. I'm going to teach her how to be the dirtiest player in the game. You don't have to be the dirtiest player in the game because you're my daughter, but if you don't want my knowledge and my wisdom, I'm going to push it somewhere else. And yes, Charlotte is elevating Lacey with that storyline through her father. So the Flares are helping build another young star. Now, does Lacey go over on Charlotte? Who knows? Maybe she will. Because if she's learning from Rick, eventually she's going to learn some dirty tricks and learn how to beat her do- uh, beat his daughter. Or maybe Rick's telling her secrets on how to beat my daughter in cave. You know what I mean? But yes, do I think Charlotte is elevating other talent? Yes, she is. I don't know how else to explain. What's up, Sir Workless? I'm sorry. Huh? What did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. No, I said you explained it pretty well. Nah, that's how you I got the nickname. Majority, <laughs> majority of, of what everything was said, I, I mean... Charlotte is Charlotte, and um, she will get hate for who for who she is. The last name, being like, what is she? Eleven times women's champion. Yeah, pretty much. Something like that, like eleven times women's champion. Um, but she she has helped in certain types of ways. I think she's solid when it comes to putting people over. I don't think she's the greatest at it. Because her in rich psychology is not the greatest when it comes to like showing somebody how great like showcasing the other person that, that she's going up against. I think the best person is that for that is Sasha. Like, I watched the match with Lacey and... Not, not Lacey, um, Carmella. And Sasha went from being the, the Ferrari that she is in the ring to being a solid, like, nice, upgraded, like, Toyota Camry. Because she slowed down for Carmella so much in that ring to make Carmella look good. Good. And Carmella did. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple of spots that was like a little botchy, but she covered it up for Carmella, and 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 it, and it, and it, was, and it was good. But I don't think Charlotte has that ability. Now, what you said about the storyline stuff, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna lie, like she 
That's why they, they put the title on it, so to elevate NXT. Did it elevate NXT? No, because it led to Rhea being lost in the, in the, in the long, but, but you can't blame it on Charlotte. That's, that's, that's Vince booking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, and this is the one thing, too, I'll say about that when it comes to, like, Charlotte and her father and the comparisons and all that stuff and utilizing the name. The one thing that Ric Flair was amazing at was elevating the talent he's working with. Uh, Charlotte, to me, like you just said, doesn't seem to do that. Like I can, I can honestly say, and this isn't me hating on Charlotte, since she's came, since she came back from this quote unquote hiatus or whatever, she's looked worse in the ring than she did prior to when she left. Oof, hot take. I'm saying, to me, nah, she's I, mean, I can, I can see, I can see that it's. You can't name, and, and may, I don't know if this is her, I don't know if this is booking, but you can we really name a, a a few that was like monumental in her career? No. To me, she was always second fiddle, even though she was technically the star. If you get what I'm saying, like yeah. it was all about elevating the other person, but eventually Charlotte always got the win. Yeah. So. And, like, and, look, yeah, and it's nothing against her. I, I personally think, and I've, and I've said this numerous times, I think Sasha is all around the best one in that division. No, sorry. I think Sasha the, is, the, is godlike in the ring. My skills, she's... Um, but all around for me is Bailey. Like, the, the complete, like, charisma, presentation, everything is Bailey for me. And Charlotte is, like, number four. Among the, the four horsemen, when it, it comes to like all around, it's funny you said that because uh, we were actually watching the Rumble here. It was me, Eddie, and Kyle, mm-hmm. and um, I sat here and I ranked the four horsewomen, and I said Charlotte's not even in the top two for me. Bailey was number one, Sasha was two, uh, Charlotte was three, and Becky was four. When it comes to the total package of the three, like I think charisma wise, I think Becky's over Charlotte. I think in ring wise, Bailey tops all of them. I think she's yeah. all around the best talent. I think personality wise, like. To come across on screen, Charlotte was, I mean, um, Sasha's the better overall, like, yeah. said, total package. So, but to me, Charlotte has always been ranked number three for me out of the horsewomen. I, I, I think Becky, for me, passed her. Okay. Um, I still remember the flip when it went from Becky going to becoming a face, because I, I was there when it happened. Mm-hmm. So, SummerSlam was in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. And... The night after, I think it was a Raw. should have been a Raw. Um, Becky comes out because she's supposed to, like, you know, cut a promo on Charlotte, but as the heel. And Brooklyn fans are the worst. So they're cheering <laughs> for Becky. And then Charlotte comes out next straight booing Charlotte. Like, like straight disrespectful boo. And I was like, oh, we're doing a flip. <laughs> this flip is coming. And Becky took it off and, like, you know, getting punched in the, in the nose by um by Nia really solidified her. But she's she, for me, she's a little bit better. She's a little bit better all around than Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's more athletic, yeah. in my opinion. But I just I give Becky a slight edge over Charlotte. I respect Charlotte because there's a lot to hit to be carrying that flair name around. There's a lot yeah. to do with that. So I respect her and I, and I commend her. But I she's on my she's number four. What about the rest of you guys? If you would rank the four horse with me. Uh, I would say Sasha Bailey, Becky Charlotte. Okay, Vic. Yeah, yeah. I would go. Yeah, Sasha Becky Bailey then Charlotte. Mm. 
Me, I got Bailey, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. Like, I got Charlotte at the bottom. Sasha, I don't know. I've just, I, I don't see the height that some people see in Sasha. Like, in ring wise, she's good, but I, Bailey's, head, ba- Bailey's head over heels better than all of them in the ring. I can see that. My girl, okay. my girl doesn't think Sasha's that great, so, so she's with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see the overheightness of her. She's a great great heel. Like she should not be a face. Mm-hmm. Sasha is a heel. She is there to anger you. Okay, and Becky, I just she has developed so much. Like originally, Becky would have been at the bottom. But she broke out from the four horsewomen, and that's why the Brooklyn fans cheered her and booed Charlotte because Becky connected better with the fans. Her yeah, promos, people, people don't get, people give her slack on her promos. I think it's because of the accent and the language barrier. That's why they give her slack of her promos and stuff like that. Because Drew McIntyre gets that kind of that kind of slack too. Sheamus has always gotten that slack, even though they great pro they they get tough great promos. But, you know, here in the States, people got, you know, they want that perfect English, whatever, that's whatever that, that flavor is, you know, but I just, like I said, Bailey's nah, always nah. been number one. She just finally came into her own. Yeah. So Wrestling-wise, like, I was I was afraid for her at the beginning because I thought she was going to get pegged to John Cena. She was going to be babyface forever. You know, the heel turn worked wonders for her. And it has actually elevated her to where she is actually getting Bianca over. She's, you know, she is doing what I don't think Charlotte could have done. And it's making Bianca more. Like, people were already high on Bianca. Now people are put a rocket on her. They want to see her champion of Mania. Like, if she, right. don't walk out of, she don't walk out of Mania champion, there might be a problem. All right, I have a question, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to Charlotte Flair. If her last name wasn't Flair, do you think she'd be as over as she is right now based on her natural charisma and ability in the ring? That's And I'm not and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. No, I don't think I don't think she'd so. Be, like she'd be She'd be a star, but not a Maybe maybe two times. Um, yeah, and not a, Eddie, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, you're breaking up. Um, well, I do see in the in the chat here. Um, uh, B Rob uh says nope, 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 nope. nope. Um, Dominique in the chat says nah, but she blonde. Which is a So I think before I go, because I got I got to head out. Um, I would cut her championships down to eleven. I mean, down to five. I'll cut it in half. Okay. Like a solid yeah. in half. I think she would be not as popular because 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 I, I always talk about this on anything I'm always on when I talk about wrestling. Wrestling is nepotism. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's nepotism at its finest. Yeah. It is the the definition of putting my homies on. <laughs> so if she wasn't a flair, I'd give her a solid five, maybe a five range, maybe four, because she would still be involved with the four horsewomen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
the, it will be part of the homies, the homie situation. I, I think she, I don't think she's bad in the ring. I think she's still pretty good. I think she's pretty good. I don't think she's amazing, but she's pretty good in the ring, and her mic skills are good. Is better than most female wrestlers. No disrespect to female wrestlers in, in WWE. So that says. So then I think she would be like. She'll be a little bit more popular than Nia Jax, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, fellas, I have to go. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this. Four black people of color talking about wrestling. You got to fucking love it. Um, hey, it's Black History Month, <laughs> goddammit. Yes. So, fellas, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, sir. We'll just take care. But yeah, Brian, to to answer your question, um, that's something I was I was thinking about too. Like, if if Charlotte wasn't really wasn't Ric Flair's daughter, would she, would she be as over? Um, I think that like just if she was like the same same wrestler in terms of like ability and and, and charisma, I think everything I think, the same. Yeah, everything the same. I think she would get over, but perhaps in a different way. Like, she definitely wouldn't have as many title reigns. I would say like maybe. She would probably have more lengthier uh, title runs. Maybe she'd be like a three, four, four, maybe five time champion, like 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 a uh, Sir Wilkins just said. Um, I I do think that uh, uh, her her being a flair does hurt her in that respect, as far as like the num- number of championships she's had, because I think it's kind of like a her her career is is kind of contrived in that way. It's like oh well, her father's a multi time sixteen time world champion, so that means that Charlotte has to be a multi time you know world champion in the women's division. I, I don't I think that I think that it's a case of like um, Vince maybe trying way too hard to like lean into that flair connection. I think if they pulled back on that a little bit and also allowed Charlotte to be to 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 show just a little bit more vulnerability. Um, it, it, at times with her opponents, then maybe she can get over in, in a different way, and perhaps in a more organic way that fans can can better relate to her and latch onto her more. Because as as she is now, it's like it's kind of teetering on. It's like yeah, you're good, but we're kind. And if we're rooting for you, it's kind of like in a begrudging way. Like we don't really want to cheer for you, but we respect your talent enough that we have to, you know, kiss the ring as fans. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. But uh but yeah, man. Uh but yeah, we got the we got the whole card here for the Royal Rumble. Um yeah, should we go through it match by match? You know, our thoughts here and there. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Stop the presses before we do so. We, it looks like we have a new challenger joining us in 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 the in the Zoom zone. Who could this be? Oh my, could it be? It is. It's th- <laughs> it's it's Rob time. I don't know. Michael Cole would say it more. Was it a star-studded event? I'm thinking on wins, y'all. Hey, what's going on, man? Man, y'all in here blowing all this smoke up the booty hole of Charlotte Claire right now. <laughs> Who's blowing smoke? Wait a minute. Hold on. Can I get a pop-pop? Man, y'all, y'all, the, y'all playing the daggone recorder in that booty. Y'all like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> something in the freaking dragon zord. Just, doo, 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 oh. Doo, doo. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Rob, tell us how you feel about uh, one Charlotte Flair. Well, she, she is there and she is popular and she is 
has all the acclaim that she has only sole fact because she is Ric Flair's daughter. Point blank, period. If, Can I just say I'm popping for your shirt, by the way? I loved that shirt. What is that for wrestling? I, I... Hit him with the back. Hit him with the back. Thank you. People are... Pro wrestling, pro wrestling <laughs> is real. Yeah, sure. yep, pro wrestling, pro wrestling is real, is real people. people are fake. Mm. By Mr. Anderson on the back, Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, it's just... She would not be a pro wrestler if her daddy wasn't Ric Flair. And she said that herself. So, I mean, there it is. Point blank, period. You know? If she was not associated or a part of the Flair family, she would not be a professional wrestler and we would not be having this conversation. So you're saying Ric Flair should have pulled out? Uh, I guess maybe I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not going to go that. Well, well, technically she was she wasn't gonna be a professional wrestler. But her brother died. He only did it because Reed, her brother Reed passed away. Oh. Yeah, they, and David was god awful. Oh, oh I've heard. he got the he got the David San Martino treatment. Yeah, David. David Sammartino. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about privilege because of a last name. David Sammartino. You talk about privilege because of a last name. David oh, Sammartino. Vern Gagne. No, David, they, they handed David Flair more. What are you talking about, Cody Rhodes? <laughs> oh, Triple C? Get this boy started. <laughs> you, leave, you leave that man alone, Okay. <laughs> He is doing great things over there at AEW right now. He, he has done the greatest good for professional wrestling ever by getting Brandy Rose pregnant so she won't be on my TV. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. So you and the Kyle go on that. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. And I told everybody, you're welcome. I talked to Cody. I called Cody personally. I told him, Cody, we got to get off TV. He's like, I got a plan. I'm popping a hole in the column right now. <laughs> See, the, the master plan came to fruition. She'll be off TV for a long time, you know, and then eventually, in about 30 years, we'll have another oh, role. That's going to be a beautiful child, though. Indeed. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but hold on. So, like, so, you know, if that comes, all the mama's looks. So, so, so y'all just going to sit here and pretend that Brandy Rhodes is not the, is not the crown jewel of AEW's women's division. That's what, that, that's what y'all telling me, right? Oh, she's definitely the Chase Owens. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Touche, <laughs> touche. Yeah, I mean the 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 Nightmare Collective. Need I say more? But anyway. <laughs> but uh, but yes. Um, but yeah, we got the Royal Rumble. Uh, it was a it was a we got a, we got we got the card right here. We can go through it match it by match. Thing. Yep. It um, it. I mean, overall, I would say that this this year's Royal Rumble, Rumble it was a good event. Not one bad match yeah. on the card. You know. Um, right. I think that the right people won for the most part. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. But um, we can get we can we can get started with the with the pre-show match. Uh, we did have one kickoff match for the Royal Rumble. We had the women's tag team championships. We had Asuka and Charlotte Flair defending against the greatest one woman women's tag team champion of all time, Shayna Baszler. Two on one handicap match, never been done. So apparently. Uh, in this match, uh, Shayna Baszler won the titles back by herself, so she's carrying those belts by herself for the second time. So she's pretty much the uh, the Montez Ford of 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 the eight, of the women's division in WWE. Yes! So yes! good for her. Good I for agree. her. <laughs> I like what? what you did there. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it was amazing. I Carl- know she sucks. I like it for all Everybody got a body. Everybody got a body, Janetti. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize that who, who is- actual tag team wrestlers hate that. Who is they the Marty Janetti of the uh, Sean and Young Marty Bucks. thing? Ooh. <laughs> Ask Kyle who the Marty Janetti of the Young Bucks is. He'll tell you. Matt be like all over the top and energetic and shit. He'd be like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Why? Why are you doing that?" Dude? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much what Montez has to put up with. You know, that, that bag boy is always trying to get in the camera. He's like trying to back him up. So I'm like, "Dude, go, go carry the bags." Hold the phone. That talk is just not that. <laughs> they complement each other. Montez, Montez, because they both black. Like, they compliment each other because they're black. That's what's happening. Well, at least you made me Montez again. Be Rob. Yeah. I, I feel bad because Montez is out with an injury right now. His back is killing him. Carrying talking. Oh, oh, I thought you were real for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, what happened? Oh man, but uh, but yeah, man. I uh... broke my back. <laughs> Final. Mike Tyson, everybody. Final. Final. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, Shayna Baszler broke her back to win back the tag team titles all by herself. So shout outs to her in the pre-show. Uh, kick off. Well, the first match on the car, on the official card, uh, we had Drew McIntyre defending against his dad Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Right. We are going to spend more time talking about this match than the match itself actually occurring. Yes. So. Yes. And uh, I, I, uh, I guess. That's right. I, I was having a heart attack the whole match. I I literally I, I literally probably visited the other side multiple times. Like every time Goldberg did something, I'm like, oh god, no, sweet baby Jesus, Lord, Lord save me. So the outcome of the match saved Brian's TV because I think I might have broke it and had to buy him a new one, and I was sucked. Cause then I would have enjoyed think, a new television. And, and you, know, you noticed, and you noticed when you went for that, he always misses a spear and goes into the turnbuckle corners. You noticed this time he went chest first rather than head first this time. And he went to the up. top turnbuckle instead of between the first and second turnbuckle where he always bump his dome on the pole. Mm. He, 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 learned, he learned. He learned. He learned it. Yeah. And, he, and he, didn't, he didn't bash his head in the, in the doorway on his way out. Smart. Smart. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a usual sign of, like, concussions and shit. But um, yeah. overall, the match was cool. It, it was all right for what it was. It was a three-minute match. Uh, they got their shit in. Goldberg hit his ten spears. Uh, he actually hit the jackhammer look good, surprisingly, you know. Uh-huh. Compared to what he did to The Fiend and to The Undertaker, it looked great. Oh, yeah. uh, I can do uh, anything to that, that, I got nervous for that one. Yeah, so uh, overall... Uh, Okay, match for three minutes. Yeah. All right, next. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the the right man won. Uh, next match we hey, have the. Nobody's gonna be. Nobody's actually gonna like acknowledge the fact that I actually give Goldberg his props that he actually put someone over. Oh yeah, he did. He said he actually that. Actually, uh... that gave him the respect. Hey, you earned this. 
Yeah, he well, did. Because I mean, because I mean, he look, Drew McIntyre looks like somebody that should be that way. I mean, when you put him next to Goldberg, you can swap their heads to different bodies and they look like the same person. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Goldberg looked a little pudgy. Like I said in our chat. Well, probably. he's fifty something years old, there, Carl. Billy <laughs> Gun. Billy Gun. Okay. Genetics are different on everybody, oh, Carl. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we test with steroids yet yeah. at AEW. So yeah, until somebody dies, then that's when they'll implement policy. Yeah, uh, man. As long well, as we don't go public, we'll be good. We can get away with a lot of shit. We don't go public. Yeah, but uh, look at the GCW twenty-four hour fundraiser thing. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, this was the first of Goldberg's of two of Goldberg's uh, contractually obligated matches. Uh, every year, so who knows who his next opponent is going to be this year? Probably SummerSlam, right? Whereabout, thereabouts. Uh, but yeah, the next match we had the SmackDown Women's Championship: Sasha Banks, the Bouse, defending against Carmella. What are they gonna do with Reginald? I don't know, but I like Reginald. I know, I do, I do, I know, but what are they gonna do with him? Hopefully, cut his hair because he's got the Stevie Wonder thing going. Well, no, nah, that's hip and trendy, man. He he has a a head of hair, but he just, I don't know, it's just where the braids go back in, it's just, that's just weird. I mean, because if he cut his hair, he has a decent hairline. It's just the style of braid that he has is not not on par, no. Plus, he could always I mean, wear a headband. Is this man a legit wrestler? Or? I heard he wrestled, I heard he out of Atlanta or something. Yeah, right? he's out of Atlanta. He was, I guess, a GM and a wrestler down at, uh, I know Jabari goes to the show, so Jabari knows him really well. Um, but yeah, he worked out. He came out of Atlanta or whatever. They hired him from there. I don't know if he ever went through developmental or what, but you don't um, look like you need to. Yeah, no, the guy, the guy is fantastic at what he does. Um, personally, for the match overall, I thought it was really good. Um, Carmella showed out for for that thong. Yeah, huh? she showed out that thong. Yeah. Okay, first off, Scarlett wants her outfit back, and can we please put that outfit back on Scarlett? But um, but no, overall the match was good. Um. Like we were talking about earlier with Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks made Carmella look like a legit contender to the title. Um, I love the repackaging of Carmella overall. I think she's finally hitting her stride as a performer. Um, but Sasha came out with the dub. The right woman won. Yeah. In my opinion. Correct the mundo. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Sasha's, a, Sasha's, Sasha's on a winning streak. Like, uh, she should have lost that belt by now, by all logic of the league. But, yeah. Mm. That's, what? Two? Title defenses? Two pay-per-view. Yeah, two. 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 On a winning streak. I don't think she makes it past Mania, but yeah, what can we say? She got she got what, one more pay-per-view. She could defend that. I think two. But, that's two. That's two. Two. Whatever yeah, off-brand. We got Chamber and uh, Fastlane. Fastlane. I thought it was Chamber. Yeah, Fastlane. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. We got two off-brand pay-per-views. That was it. Nothing, I remember nothing from the match. It was not a memorable match. It, Sasha was going to win. I, I couldn't see Carmella winning. Carmella is absolutely boring to me. She does nothing in that ring for me. She does nothing on her promos for me. I do not... There's nothing about that match. Like I just wanted Sasha to get past this and it's get to Bianca and Sasha where we can get these two women on there they need to get no scripts, just go out there, be raw, and just talk shit to each other. Like, Sasha needs to go heel and be like, nah, you ain't on the come up Are they going to cut the ponytail? Go, oh, 
No, don't cut that ponytail. I've been telling you. I mean, that was a good. That'd be a good angle. I'm telling you. That's what I've been saying. As long as I've been, we've been talking about Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. I've been telling you, man. That would be the most heelish, hot heat thing that you could ever do. Is just like beat her ass down and cut that ponytail off Mm -hmm. and just made star from that moment on. Yeah. With it. Yeah, I can see Sasha doing it. As I'm saying, Sasha, Sasha is a heel to me. She is, should be a heel. She, you, you, she can generate that heat. I know people love her because of the fact that what she does in the ring and what you know, how she can comes off with kids and everything. But she is a bitch. She is made to be out there and pissing you off I'm, and be a I bitch. Can, I, I'm gonna tell you exactly her, how she's gonna win if they give uh, the win to um, Sasha at WrestleMania when they fight. She gonna put in the bank statement and she gonna wrap a ponytail around her neck and yank that bitch and choke her out. That's, good. That was <laughs> that's the exact idea. finish, Ooh. I'm telling you. That'd be, that, and that's That'd a perfect way to get, to turn Sasha into a mega heel, you get Bianca over, and Bianca, t- you know, comes out victorious at SummerSlam. Yeah, and you can even raise the stakes of their match too. Like if they square off at WrestleMania, Sasha versus Bianca, make it title versus ponytail match. See, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so much, so so much, yeah. so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> have Victoria Molly Holly all over again. Yup. Oh. <laughs> oh, and and speaking of and speaking of that, um, she was also in the uh, thirty women's uh, Royal Rumble match, uh, which was fifty eight minutes fifty seconds, and the right woman won. Like for me, it boiled down to either Bianca Belair was my first choice to win. If not her, yeah. then it was Rhea Ripley. And the fact that it boiled down to just those two, that was like, that was like the best possible uh, finish you could have there. Yeah. Um, we talked about it the other day. We was all unanimous across the board that Bianca was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's definitely the right call. In fact, like Bianca, she actually has the longest time. She came in at number three. She lasted uh, 56 minutes, 52 seconds. Um, she had four eliminations. Uh, but Rhea Ripley had the most eliminations at seven, uh, followed by Shayna Baszler at six. Another fun, another fun fact, Bianca is the first black person to ever win the Royal, Royal Rumble. Really? Yeah. Really? What about it? On both sides? Yeah. Oh. Both sides. Darkness, everybody. Welcome to, welcome to Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, you're right. Yeah, I can Vince. Damn. Fucking Vince. He is slick with it. But technically, she didn't win it on Black History Month. She won it the day before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep. At the open up Black History Month. Here you go. All right. So, since we're talking the Women's Rumble, right? Oh, I thought you were about to say, since we're talking Black History Month. No, 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 no. Since we're talking (laughs) about the Women's Rumble, right? Yeah. Can we talk about the star of the show? The star of the show. No, yes, yes, Eddie, this is happening. No. Okay. The star yes. of the show. Oh, 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 she goes out, she goes by commentary, all right? Correct. She's the first person, the intelligent person, to decide, hey, <laughs> thank you, B-Rock. All right. all right, second of all, she decides 
You know what? It's every woman for herself. But before we get to the end, I'm going to team up with somebody. All right? She walks up to every girl walking in to the Rumble after she gets called in. Y'all want to team up? Nope. Y'all want to team up? Nope. Y'all want to team up? Nope. All right. And then what happens? We have the creation of one of the hottest selling merchandises that could have ever existed. Billy and Jilly. Yes. Jilly and Hall came out of fucking nowhere. It was Billy and Jilly. Billy and Jilly. Eddie, you were here. You saw the pot that we got. Billy and Jilly was the shit. We were going nuts. There was money written all over that. Fun fact, she also had a number one song on iTunes back in the day. Yes, Sliced Bread was a number one song on iTunes. I don't know if you guys can Google that or whatever, but it was a hit. All right? Then we get the moment in the rumble. All right? You got the Riot Squad. You got Jillian Hall. You got her former tag team partner, Peyton Royce, coming in. All right? There was moments. All right? Somebody tried to eliminate Jillian Hall. Uh-uh. Nope, I'm saving her. All right? Someone tries to eliminate Ruby Riot. Nope, I'm saving her. Oh, someone's trying to go after Peyton. Nope, I'm saving her. Then we have the moment we have been waiting for since the day the Iconics broke up. All right? <laughs> I did there. They're in the ring. Right They're here, looking man. at each other. They're hitting their kicks. They're about to hit the pose. She goes, I co- Oh, shit. And, and realizes that Ruby Riot is right there. Then Jillian is on the side. And it just got really awkward. All right? And then motherfucker started getting thrown out. Billy Kay stole the show at the Rumble. I said it. We could talk about Bianca winning. We all knew that was going to happen. All right? We could talk about Rhea Ripley. Oh, she looked good. Billy Kay was the star of this Rumble. And if you don't believe me, you're on crack. See what I gotta put up with. Ah, See what um, I gotta put up with on Sunday. I said it. Uh, Brian? Um, I, I, I will, I will, I will argue, I will counter your point by saying that Alicia Fox was better. Oh, don't even get, don't even get started with our so, so, the female so, R-Truth. So, 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 Eddie, Eddie, I, can I, can I say this really quick? When, when Alicia Fox came out, you guys know me and my opinion on this woman. She is not a legend whatsoever. <laughs> yes, she is. Eddie she is says the words, Alicia Fox, I swear to God, is the fucking equivalent of our truth Next thing you know, our truth comes running down. <laughs> the three of us fucking pop. We pop like there is no tomorrow. Eddie goes, I couldn't even get the goddamn words out, and here comes our truth. It was greatness. Oh my god, that was greatness. Fun fact: she was the first African American to win a title in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Black History Month. Black History Month. Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, we have someone in the comments here. Um, Show DiBiase says, what is not Kyle talking about? <laughs> <laughs> His words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> um, Show, sure, welcome to the chat. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I will, I will say besides the, the Billy Kay shenanigans there, um, there were some... You know, there was there were some cool surprises. Um, it was nice to see Victoria back. You know, doing her thing a little bit. Um, you know, it was it was also amusing seeing Jillian Hall. Um, I will say, Tony Storm, nice to see her representing NXT. You know, it is always nice to see Tony Storm. Yeah. Oh, oh, props to the cameraman. Man, this cameraman. This this Rumble featured the most cakes of all time. Yes. What? Yes. At one time. At once. They had Bianca, they had Bailey, they had uh, Naomi, they had Tony. Um, Mickey got a little, little something. 
I mean, yeah, there, Santana Garrett was in there at one point. It was just I was confused by that one, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I was too. I was like, wait, what? I was like, <laughs> look, look, look. This is how, how out of it I was at the time when I was looking at this shit. I seen the Titan Tron pop up, Santana. I was like, is Santina again? They brought her back? <laughs> oh, I got, shit. okay. I'm not the only one. Thank you. Oh, shit. Sorry, I got Impact on, and then they're showing a Rich Swan in the Ultimate X accent, uh, mm-hmm. match against, I can't see who that is. Speaking of cakes, Kiara uh, Holden. She was on early. Uh, I don't. I, yeah. Um. I don't understand why we're talking about food all of a sudden. But anyway, the the women's Royal Rumble. She, she got a little bakery. We could talk uh, about wet beards if you like. Yeah. So oh, Bianca Belair, she conquered the 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 women's Royal Rumble. She better not talk about Bianca and wet beards in the same sentence. Right? She's she's going on her, on her way to WrestleMania 37. She made she may likely challenge uh, Sasha Banks for the women's SmackDown Women's Championship, which will be awesome. So uh, that's cool. Um, oh yeah, Shotzi Blackheart, she was in the match too. Cool. Um, yep, and and so is Ember Moon. Uh, she even look, even Billy Kay took a fucking cannon shot from Shotzi Blackheart. Like she star did. of the show, she star did. of the show. Come on, she, she missed. Yeah. Well, it was a Well, yeah, because Billy Kay's elusive. It's on a resume. Billy Kay was MVP of that rumble. Hmm. I mean, no, I mean, Naomi. Was, Naomi was MVPing in that rumble. She yes. was. Yes, loud. Oh, yeah, I'm, yep. not, I'm not high, but Billy Kay was entertaining. I mean, do the Bianca clap. I mean, we have, we have different uh, different de- definitions of entertaining, but but yeah, shout out to Naomi. Good point. Number two in the rumble lasted 47 minutes 39 seconds. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully Naomi, this will elevate Naomi to be in the title picture all year somehow. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, big props to uh, Bianca Belair for winning, pulling the big W. Uh, after her, after her match, we had the last man standing match between Kevin Owens and the Tribal Chief, head of the table, the abusive dad known as Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Winning title because they were beating the bricks out of for a grit. Yeah, that, I mean Kevin Owens, he was putting in work. He was jumping off, jumping off ledges and through tables and whatnot, like Mick Foley shit. And all I have to say is, Ryan, thank you for giving me all those ROH matches, and I really was able to see what Kevin Owens was capable of. And then once again, he reminded me during that match. Especially with the forklift spot. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, the match... The match was great until the end when they completely botched the end. Oh, yeah. Completely yeah. effed out all right. I mean, they, cop- they, 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 they borrowed a few spots from AEW. You know, I'm not going to say anything, but... Right, here we go. <laughs> but that... that it, that whole that whole ending sequence though, I was like, we were sitting there like, damn, they fucked up hard. Trying to tell you, we, we were sitting like, damn, they fucked up hard. Yeah. They fucked. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. He's in the back. Paul Heyman eating popcorn, man. He couldn't like get the. Yeah, <laughs> the fumble fingers. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I I was thinking I, I was thinking of it afterwards like they should have used maybe some breakaway. Handcuffs, something he could have snapped off easily. Mm. Gone into a fit of rage and just had a Roman Reigns moment. 
Like the whole key thing. Oh, that was. Yeah. That was bad all around. Everybody called it out. The ref stopped counting. He was was counting Owens. He wasn't counting Roman. Because Owens was still down on the ground when he was counting at first and didn't. But it just. Bro, you can tell. Like the Vince was in the ref's game. You can definitely tell. Move the fuck out of the way. Get on the camera. Pull the. Yes, to, me, to me, the biggest the biggest problem with that ending was the fact that the second referee came out and literally stopped counting because Roman was still on the floor, like he was handcuffed and still on the floor. The referee got to five, and then the referee just went inaudible, and you're like, he's still on the floor. Mm. Like I can count yeah. to ten from here, and he's still on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to harp on the ending because we all know how bad he is to the point where literally Eddie said, "Holy shit, they might give Owens the belt." Like, we legitimately thought, holy shit, Kale's actually going to win this. Yeah. Um, the ending yeah, was they trash. Because they could have easily fixed it. They could have just easily, easily could have fixed it. Like, yeah. Or Friday, they would have came out and be like, hey, man, you're going to have another match because mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They're going to screw him over with a Uso magic or some yep. shit. And boom, you fix everything. Right yeah. as rain again. It yeah. could have happened. But to me, I, I, I do want to harp on the match because I'm with Eddie. We were sitting here watching this match and we're like, this is fucking great. Like, legitimately, we were having a great time watching that match. We're like, holy shit, what are they going to do next? And I kept saying, too, I'm like, forklift. There's a forklift over there. Keep an eye out for the forklift. And I kept saying, I'm like, he's going to have a Mick Foley moment. And Kevin Owens had a bunch of Mick Foley moments. Yeah, yeah. So going through Roman the table spot. no crazy shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I loved it, personally, because uh, when I talk about systematic presentation with WWE. Automatic systematic. That literally was the representation of a systematic change. It's like, yeah. how many times have we seen last man standing matches? How many times have we seen the same formula? It's like, all right, they shot it differently. They went to different parts of the arena we haven't seen yet. They've done things that they haven't done on WWE TV before, doing something different, presenting it differently. Uh, the golf cart spot, loved it. And Eddie, I know you talk about the AEW borrowing thing. Don't forget WrestleMania 19. Uh, was it WrestleMania 19 with uh, Raven, uh, Kane, and Big Show? They did a golf cart spot there too, to the point um, where Raven almost literally fall off the fucking set. So it's been be, done to before. be noted. To be yeah. noted. That freaking plexiglass on that golf cart wasn't supposed to break like that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't supposed to happen. And props yeah, to KO for accepting. Because literally, it, we're just like, oh, shit, this nigga got hit by a golf cart. And that, like, and that we was the best part about that. the shot value that, that, that Roman had with that go-kart. Like, that's what made it work. Yeah, you yeah. cut his face that way, too. That plexiglass hit him in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, overall, I can't complain. It was great. And... Like I said before, when the whole Roman KO thing started, I thought this was the perfect rivalry for Roman to kill time until he gets up to me, in my opinion. So I think KO did a phenomenal job. Uh, he got himself over because people are looking at Kevin Owens like, holy shit, this guy's world championship material. Hmm. Yep. But he been there since day one. We know. Oh, we know. We know. Dude, he been there since day one since he put Cena down and he stood on the belt with the NXT title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was down since day one. No, he was down when he told him, you're not going to tell me what to do. You may have been here longer, but I've been doing this longer than you. Like, to me, that was that moment for me. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and also, too, like, you know, much like much like when Rikishi ran over Stone Cold, Roman carried on tradition by running over Kevin Owens, who's, who borrowed the Stone Cold Center from Stone Cold. So it's like, you know. Don't, don't do a stunner if you're working with a Samoan. Yeah. History, yeah. history <clears throat> circles back on itself. Easter egg bit. High five. Yeah. 
Boom. Did he do it for the Rock? Did he do it for the Rock? Or did he do it for the people? <laughs> oh, man. But, but, for the table. Yeah. But, but, I, but I will say... <laughs> he did it for the table. He did it for the table. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but but I will say too, like um, um, at the 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 whole that whole match was fire too, but also like the to the, the one last point about the about the botch. Um, I know I noticed like commentary tried to cover it by saying that oh Roman's Roman's actually on his feet because it looked like he was squatting when it was still when he, yeah, he, he, he was still he, cuffed. At one point he did. <clears throat> yeah. He could have easily stood up at any point in time, but he really actually had to get up on his feet to kind of be like all right. The count and shit ain't gonna work, so let me get. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. They said something about like him being on one leg and that count, yeah. that counts as being stable, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I heard, I heard yeah. that. I'm like, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they try to, yeah, they try to cover it up the best they could. You could obviously tell the referee eventually leaned over to Roman was like, get on your feet, get on your feet. They should have just took, the, like, they somehow, just took like, the camera off him completely. I mean, they did it agreed. eventually, but they took too long to mm. do that. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. took a while. That's why I said they should have For them to, like, register what was going on with that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you yeah, know. And, and, and overall, I think I think it would have gone, it would have gone better towards the match and towards portraying Roman if they would have gone with the breakaway handcuff bit. Like, he just muscled his way out of that. He's at seven, eight, and he just muscled his arm not out of there. Not even that. They could have right just you know, did the same thing. It's just like he could have panicked and he, you know, slung the ref or whatever. And then instead of Paul Heyman coming out fumbling with a key, that's when he could have been like, fuck, I got to get out of here. Start panicking like you were saying and then rip the shit up. Hmm? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bokarts. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's what, that's logically that's that's what, what they should have did. They should have came out with some motherfucking bow cutters, cause who, who Paul Heyman just he just that type of sleazy motherfucker to have keys in his pocket. <laughs> like why'd you wait till I got till nine to bring out the key? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, well, well, I pulled some strings and I got the key. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, Roman Reigns still the tribal chief, still the head of the table, still universal champion. Um, and now we get to the main event, uh, which was the men's Royal Rumble match, which was one. <laughs> Which was won by the rated R superstar Edge. Superstar. Uh, yep, he's he's the third third man in WWE history to win the Royal Rumble from the number one fourth. spot or fourth. Well, there was Shawn there was Shawn Michaels. There was name redacted, and then there was uh, Edge. Edge, but Steve but Austin. and Steve Steve Austin went from number one. Yes. Okay. It yeah. One of the three times that he won. Yeah. Yep. yep, and Austin still has the record for most Royal Rumble wins at three. And and Randy Orton, Randy Orton, he tried to win that so cheaply oh. with his feet kicked up backstage, trying to tie Austin's record the easy way. Come on now. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah, but you know what? It made for a great ending. It did. Because you're thinking, I'm like, okay, Edge got this, Edge got this, boom, RKO. I'm like, oh shit, now they're gonna screw Edge. Now they're gonna screw Edge. No. I thought that from the get go. I was just like, yeah, this dude limping out of here. Oh, he's hurt. He, he's not coming back later, right? Right. Oh, we saw yeah. that. We saw that like. <laughs> Like, it was plain as day right in front of us. But I will say, the one thing that gave it away for me... They kept the camera on them. Yeah. There there was one thing that gave it away for me originally that Edge was going to win the Rumble. Originally, Edge was entered in at number two, not number one. Yeah, they switched it up. Yeah. And they switched it up. The moment I found out Edge was... The moment I saw Edge come out at number one, I'm like, wait, what? So I knew right there something was definitely up. Yeah, I I, I at least thought that it was just going to give him, like, the Iron Man. (laughs) Just the longest runtime in the Rumble. Uh, I, I just thought it was that 
was going to happen. But hey, and then they sealed it off Monday. This is the last time they're going to fight now. So I mean, they they yeah. did it and it's gone supposedly. And yeah. there you go. Yeah. Orton yeah. is relegated to fucking with the Fiend and Alexa again. Yeah, yeah, and 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 how and and how convenient that Randy Orton. Um, he must have had some really good skin cream because his face was yeah. not sunburnt. Uh, yeah, they grafted it from his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Rub some stem cells on it, you yeah. know, just be good. Well, he is a viper, so you know, you know, he probably just like yeah, shedded his skin. Yeah, shedded it. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So shed his skin. Yeah. But, but I, yeah. ah, because he's a viper. I get it now. Ah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but I will say like with the Royal Rumble, like you know what? Um, as we've said, you know, for, like, all year, like damn COVID, because this if this Royal Rumble had a crowd, when when Christian came out, he would have had a massive pop. Boy, oh, man, absolutely. that was the only thing missing. Oh, in a five, in a five second I levitated off the couch. Mm. I was like, oh, I'll play that. <laughs> I want the old music back. I like the new one, but I I, I prefer the old one. Oh yeah, yeah. at Opera last you're on, you're on. I love that. Da, 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 da. Carlito is jacked. He's in great shape. I gotta say, he's in better shape than he well, was in his main run. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Just rub them all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> I mean, he can't spit in anybody's face because of you know COVID. So yeah, I know. I was like. Yeah. Because when they was doing the shit with the apple, I was like, he ain't going to do that. Yeah. That's not safe. And then they took the apple away on Monday. I was like, oh, man, that's his gimmick. Yeah. Like, that's his gimmick. Yeah, he came out. He, he came out like, oh, no. He's like, what's my apple? He can't even, like, bite it and spit it out. I mean, just just cut it from his interest. He even, he got spitting in his interest music. Just cut that out, too. Can't mm. do none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I will say this: when when COVID's all over, it's gonna be one of the most dangerous moves out. They're like, oh, this thing is spin off. The green mist is gone. Yeah, can't do that no more. <laughs> yeah, Bushi can't even do that shit in New Japan no more. I was like, oh. Yeah. Triple H can't spit water out. What are we doing here? He'll just take the bottle with him. Let's just say he's retiring at the right time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I won't. But the... The yeah, edge water, spot. They put a water cannon in the ring. You know how they used to do Shawn Michaels with a little pyro strip? Yep. Yeah. Squirt water up in the air behind it. Oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, the edge of Christian spot, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, just, I like that spot. You know, and it almost came off like nobody told Edge. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Edge knew. I don't think he did either. Like, his, the way he was smirking in the ring when, he, when, he, when they cut to him as Christian was making his entrance, like... I don't think he knew. I, I think legit that that whole raw emotion would look real as fuck to me. If it, if it was if it was meant to be that, then I was I'm cool with it. Yeah, and then we also yeah, I got no problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. But but Riddle like trying to join in and do the five second pose. I'm like I really wish they did it. Yeah. Just 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 for the sake of nostalgia. Yeah, although like, although I will say like the five second pose just won't be the same now because like you know people don't people people don't have like people don't bring cameras with flash photography anymore. It's just on your phone. Boom, there it is. So technically, everybody has the benefit of flash photography. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, they yeah. could. It wouldn't be the same effect, but you know, it will still get the job done. Yeah. Um, but also speaking of uh, appearances in the in the Royal Rumble, Damian Priest got his call up, made his debut. Promotion. Um, what a way to bring up! What a way to 
bring him up by so, eliminating one of the all-time greats, Royal Rumble greats. Bad Bunny. If he was even going back to NXT, he could say, listen, I'm back in NXT. Yeah. He I threw out a mayor. He threw the mayor. He has that under his belt. He was the mayor of Knox County. That was Glenn Jacob. That wasn't him. Oh, yeah, see, I thought that was I thought that was a precursor to him breaking the record of most eliminations, but uh, no, no, Baron Corbin 2.0 is screwed. It's already screwed. Uh, I mean, put them in the tag team. What would you call them? Uh, that, and a tag team? <sighs> Change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the noise? Can we do a theme song for the noise that your remote makes? When you're clicking the channel, click, 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 click. This is what I would call them. I'd call them W-N-E. What's that? We not entertaining. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I will say that Damien Priest, like, I mean, he he did have yeah, a, a... He has some more redeeming qualities. I, I like him. Yeah. Like, he, former North American champion, you know, he has a cool entrance, cool music. You know, he, he can get the job done in the ring. Music's good. Except Corbin had all that, that too. Oh, I need him to yeah. for... Uh, when he, you know, but, but Corbin, Corbin never obtained a title, has he? No, uh, he's never held no. one. He didn't, he didn't have a title down at NXT, but he had None. a cool entrance. I'm talking about period. Yeah, he's never held one. <laughs> no, well, okay, well... Period. Uh, period. <laughs> well, I do, I do see a couple comments in the chat regarding Priest. Uh, Gabe Jackson in the comments. Uh, he's saying, I'm sorry, but I'm high on Priest. He's a rich man's Corbin. In other words, he's what Corbin should have been if Corbin wasn't greener than grass. And uh, Show DiBiase only says narcolepsy. That's a great name for a tag team. <laughs> yeah. Sleep Aid. That could be another one. I mean, that could be the name of the move they do. Well, Sleep Aid. I, I, well, Sleep Aid would like they they both go for a double choke slam. Who would like be the push down wait, wait, team idol? They don't know it. Let's go. Who who? Uh, if they form the tag team, team melatonin. I was just getting ready to say that. Melatonin. <laughs> oh, what's up, buddy? And they they form a tag team. Who would be the Marty Jannetty of that group? Uh, Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. Corbin? Corbin. I think they're both Jannettys. Well. <laughs> they, I'm sorry. Uh, one would be well, Marty and one would be Jannetty. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I will, I will say, like, speaking of speaking of tag teams that um, deserve the name narcolepsy or sleep aid, let's talk about FTR. But anyway. Um, we're going to talk about greatness. You do not disrespect greatness. <laughs> okay? No. The they are the greatest NXT tag team ever. Wait a okay? minute. No. They are the greatest AEW tag team champions, okay? You do not disrespect. Do not go Vince McMahon on them. You do not disrespect them. We do not mention the main roster, okay? But but wait a minute, but but Eddie, like for years, uh, for years, weird. you hated you hated FTR when they were about, the revival. Brian and Kyle have been spitting lies. They got you all manipulated. They did some trick photography and editing. Brian was doing some editing. He was editing stuff on his end, and he was there. making it I look like I was hating things. FTR, and it wasn't me. It was Brian and Kyle. But, so I put a stop to that. Then they now respect FTR. But okay, you, greatness. You hated them when they greatness. were in NXT, when they had the greatest greatness. tag team match in I, WWE no, history no, in they, 2016. They were great in NXT. They were great in NXT as a revival. The main so roster, we don't, we don't speak of the, the main roster run. We don't have but, a recollection of that ever again. You, you, okay, you, when they came, it's AEW. They came in with greatness. 
You called him the Doughboys for years, though. <laughs> Until oh, like... no, 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 no. That was... You did. Team. That you was did. Team. I think I was talking about Heavy Machinery. That was Heavy Machinery I was talking about the whole time. Uh, it was AOP. AOP. <laughs> AOPP. Yeah, the AOP. Yeah, that... Call them AOP. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 will, I will say um, uh, Gabe Jackson has a response. He says, FTR... Uh, well, FTR greater greater than greater than Balding Buck and Buck Hogan. Oh, I must mean the Young Bucks. Uh, this is Jim Cornette thing. Uh, oh, I got you. Yeah, Jim Cornette. Uh, stop, stop sipping the Kool Aid, Dan. Stop sipping the Kool Aid. Jim Cornette will lead you down Dark Road. <laughs> oh Boy, man. Corny. I mean. And Corny going at it with Jericho now. Oh man, like I mean, I, 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 I will, oh, I will, I I will love say. I, I will say though, like like Jim Cornette, I know he can go over the top with his opinions, but his assessment of Chris Jericho is a, is 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 a bit spot on because when you think about it, when you look at Jericho's run, like ever since he lost the AEW Championship, Jim Cornette made, ra- raised this really good point: Has Jericho really elevated the inner circle, the younger talent, or has he stooped down to their level? Because I think it's I think he's pretty much stooped down to their level ever since he lost the championship. Because Jericho, like he's letting himself go. I mean, I mean, yeah, the dude is fifty years old. He's not gonna be in his, in prime shape like he was like in his forties so or his thirties. But but yeah, well, the Rock is a, a freaking. The Rock <laughs> well, the is an rock anomaly. Is not the, rock. the Rock is an anomaly. Hey, 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 he's a boulder. You know what? I, I, I will not hold like anybody's genetic disposition against him. I mean, everybody can't be a fucking bodybuilder or have a physique at that age. You know, it's just not feasible for everyone. This is, that this that is true. Cornette, I, 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 I can see. The thing that. with Cornette, in my opinion, Jim Cornette is the definition of. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. Because what he's saying is always true. But how he how says you it, say it. Yeah. yeah, it's how he says it. Like the, the whole Becky Lynch the Becky Lynch thing in Seth Rollins when Becky was pregnant or whatever. They found out she was pregnant. He said, you know, nothing against them personally. But if I was running a company where female talent have to perform and you go out and get pregnant, I would be pissed. I would fire you. Especially based on the fact that you're my star person, you know, you, you, you're you a professional. You know what goes in and out of your body in more yeah, ways than one. Vigorously. <laughs> Literally, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know what goes in and out right. of your body. So, Do we get real, more mad at Becky Lynch for getting pregnant or for Seth Rollins for not taking that extra two seconds to reach the top draw? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's pregnant. It has to do with the fact that if I'm a promoter, or if I own a company and your job is to be there to perform, it's a physical thing where you have to physically do stuff, where you're putting your body on the line and you decide to go get pregnant. Uh, we don't know what happened. Power to them. Congratulations. But if I was running the company and you were supposed to be my top star, I'm investing multi-million dollars in you and all this other stuff. I'm promoting you. I'm telling people you're going to be there. I'm selling tickets based on the fact that your name, and we can all agree, Becky Lynch was the hottest thing in WWE for about a year and a half. She got pregnant. It's not the fact that she got pregnant. It's the fact of the timing that she got pregnant. She could have got pregnant after she was done with her run. She could have pulled a Ronda and said, you know, I'm taking time off right now after I finish up my loop because I want to get pregnant and I want to have a kid. It's any of those things. It's the way Cornette says things that pisses people off. It's not what he's saying, because what he's saying is sometimes correct. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, rough In a business this volatile and unpredictable, mm-hmm. you do not put all your eggs in one basket. Agreed. And you have a backup plan, and you create more stars. 
exactly. WWE do not do any of that shit. Exactly. Exactly. Anymore. Anymore. Yeah. Well, shit. It, when they did it the first time, it was out of necessity. They had no choice. They have. They don't. They don't have to now. They got all the fucking money. Hey, you. You want a billion dollars? Put your shit over here real quick. Take the money and go on about your business. We ain't yeah. gonna worry about it for another five years. Yeah. You know. They don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, and plus, like, uh, WWE, like, they have the best women's roster in the business. They got plenty of stars they can build a division at a, around. At a time, WWE was a wrestling company that tried to be a business. Now they're a business that just so happened to do wrestling. Mm. That's Agreed. what it is. thousand percent sure. agree. Absolutely. Um, also, uh, Show DiBiase says in the comments, just give them all saltpeter until backlash. Hey. That's what, that's what he said. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but I, but I will say like, um, speaking of Seth Rollins, he did make his big return, uh, at number 29. And he, and he fought Riddle. He fought with Riddle. Yep. Oh, <laughs> he eliminated Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. He curb stopped and eliminated Riddle. I know. Yeah, don't they have like heat tor- next season or rather like. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I was like, I'm surprised that happened. Hmm. Yeah, no, they squashed it before the whole Rumble thing. Okay. It yeah. wasn't Riddle's fault. It was his wife came out. You know, it. The, the, you gotta cut Riddle some slack. Like Seth Rollins is learning learning now. When your woman dad, says something, creeping in. <laughs> no, not just that. When when you have a when your woman your wife says something, you you know if it's your your baby mama, you put a ring on it, whatever. When she says something, you gotta kind of co-sign. You, you know you don't wanna go home and be like, babe, you gotta shut the fuck up because she's gonna turn around and be like, excuse you. It don't really. So you know Seth had to sit down for a second, think about it, like, damn. He didn't say it himself. His wife said it. And she probably kicked his ass because Riddle's wife, she loves to kick his ass. Okay? So poor Matt probably got him. Plus he's done fucked up that. enough. And, and on top of that, Riddle's fucked up a lot. So I'm sure he's kissing a major ass at home. Like I'm talking about Kobe-sized diamond rings <laughs> and stuff. So I, I'm sure... You know, they probably hashed it out backstage, man to man. Riddle was like, oh, I, I, you know I don't mean, you know I don't feel that you way. You know he that didn't was, say it like that. He was like, bro. No. Dude. Bro. Man. Dude. My wife fucked up, man. You Hold want to on. smoke one in the back? Can, can, I, can I reply to Gabe Jackson for a second? Yes. Okay, Gabe Jackson just said the main, ev- uh, the main roster of the women's division, uh, not really that great. They have the four horsewomen, Asuka, Shayna. Sonia, Bianca, Naomi, that's it. That's nine people. That's a damn good roster. <laughs> that's literally a damn good roster. And then we're still not talking about young people like Ruby Riot or Liv Morgan, who's developing. Carmella, who's developing. Who's you, got really Mandy, young. you got Man- Mandy Rose, who's de- like, you know what I'm saying? There's, that, that's a decent sized roster. No, no, that's no. literally almost as many people as impacts women division. As in total. But- that, those, that's a good roster, Gabe. I'm sorry. Gabe, Gabe pretty much named the main event of that roster. What you named were pretty much the jobbers that roster. Yeah, that's With the exception saying. of Ruby Riot's getting fucked. Ruby Riot's getting fucked, man. But we know why Ruby Riot's getting fucked. She's not blonde and she has tattoos. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. You're saying they don't have a good roster. You just named nine people. That's just as much as Impact has. They, yeah. they don't have a good roster. You know what I mean? They have, have a tro- people say Kenny sucked they at booking the women. They have a better women's. roster than AEW. They definitely got to go. Yeah, listen, just those nine. Uh, 
We are working on that. AEW, we are working on that. You know, I know. Uh, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. They're working on it, but yeah, here's the thing. They're, they're working on it by working with other companies that have a better woman's roster. <laughs> yes. uh, hush, hush. We're trying to form an evil empire here. I understand, well, I, and I agree. But, yeah. see, but no, what, what it is is that people said that Kenny didn't know how to book a women's division. AEW don't know how I mean, WWE doesn't know how to book a women's division Agreed. outside of NXT. Agreed. That's the problem. Like, why are we trying? Why are we trying to shove a narrative of we're going to feel bad for Lana? At this point, we don't even feel bad for Lana. We just feel bad for the fact that she has to put up with this because she signed that fucking contract like for five years. It's like you did this to yourself. You should have known. And they're women. Well, it's not. Yeah, Gabe. There's a few good women out there that Mm -hmm. had to go. I'm sorry to respond I'm to Gabe it's again, just, but it's just how it feels. It's like they're women. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to respond to Gabe again, but I'm saying when you're talking about the roster's not that good, you just name nine people on the roster. That's a pretty damn good roster. All it is is the rest of the roster. They're just very deep on that roster. If the top nine are quality, then yeah, you have a pretty decent roster. No. Oh, did you? Oh, Moose. Okay, speaking of moves, yeah. okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I just changed the, I just changed the channel. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me ask you something about Moose. Um, uh, for Carl, Brian, uh, B. Rob, you're 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 all in on the joke, right? We all know that Moose is a fake champion carrying a fake title. You know, we, we he's 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 kind of like a comedy wrestler. You're, we're anymore, all in on the but, joke, right? Not anymore, but... now, I'm gonna ask you one question. Simple yes or no question. Okay. Is he over? Yeah. Oh. There you go. Hold on, hold on. I, I like what he did, though. Like <laughs> he did. It's funny. That, oh. that was some sound shit. I'm going to murk this fool right here. I'm going to kill him. You got a title shot. Okay. Here's the deal with Moose, right? And I'm actually going to give props to uh, Mr. Impact, Rinaldi. He actually came by and visited me this week. And we were talking oh. about And we actually had a discussion about Moose, right? And if you really look at it, right? Moose, I know, I know we talk about the joke title and how he found the bell and all this other shit. If you really think about it, Moose has been built up to become a star. Like, legitimate star. I don't know if you guys know this, because I, I think... Better than Brian Cage. Yes, and that's the exact conversation we were having. Here's why, right? Here's the discussion we had. You, you talk about a guy like Moose, right? Yes, it's a com- it was a comedy act when he found the bell. Then he went through the whole EC3 transformation where he had the fight and control your narrative or whatever, right? Then he turned into this quote-unquote hitman-style character. Now, if you go back, I don't know how much you guys watch of uh, Impact recently, but last week when him and Rich Swan had that little moment in the ring, which belt did Rich Swan look at? He looked at the TNA title. He picked up the TNA title. This guy has taken a belt that he quote-unquote found in the trash and has the world champion looking at this belt. What's to say a guy like Moose doesn't win the Impact World title? Then, with this whole merger thing going on, shows up at AEW. He shows up and goes at a group like Taz, after like like Taz's group, FT, uh, FTR or what, I mean uh, FTW. FTW. Title, right? Yeah, he looks at Brian Cage and says, "Hell, I took a fake title and made it relevant." You took a fake title and done nothing with it. There's a storyline right there. You legitimately could do something like that with Moose. Hell, if you really want, 
You can have Moose win the world title in Impact, keep the TNA title, and then challenge Kenny. Because everyone coming out of that match are hard to kill. Nobody was really talking about Kenny versus uh, Rich Swan. Everybody was really talking about Kenny versus Moose. Hmm. So, yes, was Moose's gimmick a comedy thing? But At first, yes, it was. The, the way they present it and portray it, as far as I can see, and the, you know, the, the evidence that's presented to me is Rich is the one that is like the, 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 the non-sequential champion or whatever. He's the one that's in the background because Kenny's there with his title and everybody paying more attention to him. Mm-hmm. Moose is doing big things with that title and nobody paying attention to him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, I'm like, I know we joke around about Moose or whatever, about him being a comedy gimmick, but the guy's legitimizing himself. And like mm-hmm. I said, the moment Rich Swan looked at that TNA title and picked it up, it was like, what are we doing here? You're the world champion. Why are you looking at another belt that we all know is retired and you're focusing on that now because i get props you got to beat the guy with the belt so he can get rid of that shit and he can be the sole champion the sole champion but that's what i'm saying it's like yes we look at moose as a joke but at the same time it's like now we can't look at him as a joke i mean because that whole thing with, with the with the match man that was smart as hell he was gonna hurt his friend real bad and he's just like once he got what he wanted was a title shot he's like he said right, i quit there ain't no need for me to do anything anymore it's just like i'm good i got yeah. what i want Okay. Smart. The only thing I don't like you doing the old school Chris Jericho gimmick. He come out there in his suits and he start speaking real slow. I actually like Everybody I actually like the slow talk is. with Moose because if you ever hear him talk quickly, he, he sounds needs quick. to think about what the fuck he's gonna talk about next <laughs> because he's trying to do <laughs> it on the fly and he's doing it real slow, so it's making it extra slow when you don't know what the fuck you gonna say next <laughs> and it makes you look so fucking stupid cause uh I'm going to hurt you I'm going to be the next impact champion see it's, it's just dumb as fuck mm. you need to work on it you gotta know what you're gonna say beforehand if you're gonna do some type of shit like that mm-hmm. cause coming up with it on the fly is just gonna make it just not good do you think we have yeah, John Bell on the Yeah, Curry Man and uh, Sharkboy on TV right now. What? Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm watching. I have a Impact on um, uh, Twitch. Twitch. Oh yeah. Okay. So in, during commercial breaks, they show like old uh, Impact or TNA moments. I just watched the old, watch old clip of Curry Man in New Japan. That shit's funny as fuck. Okay, all right. Well, thank, thank, yeah, I much appreciated for the moose review, uh, Brian. I, I, I thank you for elucidating uh, the allure that is moose. All right. See, Kyle won't do that. Kyle will just play into the joke. I, I, you know me. <laughs> yeah. He's still got. Yeah, but total total props to Rinaldi on that one. Rinaldi totally gave me that idea, and I was like, I gotta say it, and I gotta give props to you on this. Hmm. Damn, I miss Rinaldi. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, of course. Like in the Royal Rumble, there's one one more appearance. We gotta we gotta pay respect to the Hurricane. Hurricane Helms. Damn right, he had his hurricane powers, bitch. Yes. Yes. I wish you would have got that choke slam. That'd been funny as fuck. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, and another thing. Please tell me that you guys pop when Daniel Bryan was like, "Kane, I'm so happy to see you." <laughs> oh yeah, bringing it back to that Doctor Shelby anger management storyline. That was actually that was actually pretty funny. I mean, I mean, I wanted Daniel Bryan to win, but like you know, cause like 
you know, just for that sentimental sentimental win. And plus, like, it, it, it would make sense because, like, if had Daniel Bryan won, they could build to him and Roman, and they can circle back to their history and kind of wrap that up. Um, they could still, but they could Why technically, not? they could technically still do that at some point this year. Roman, but yeah, Roman has there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of yeah, guys. Roman has a there's lot of a options. lot of things that the mm. WWE can't do right now. Mm. Like this one, one thing that made um this past uh, episode of Wrestling is Trash that you can get on all platforms. Yep. That right now, just all the endless possibilities that we all came up with with possible the winners in different scenarios, they all could work. Yeah. You can use Shinsuke and Roman. You can use Edge and Roman. You can use Daniel Bryan and Roman. Vice versa. You can do, you can put Drew with anybody at this point. And in yeah. all reality, Roman, Roman right now, with the heel turn and everything, the only road that they should take if they want to... It's to WrestleMania! Well, to to seal off WrestleMania is Daniel Bryan. That is the money story right now. Every other story, there's other stories. Those are all B stories to this one. This one's the A story. This one, (laughs) Daniel Bryan. (laughs) But this is this this caps off everything. Like he was already the head. He was supposed to be the head of the table, but. Daniel Bryan was the head of the table. Daniel Bryan was the fan favorite. Like this, and, I, I, and it sucks because this this feud right here needs fans. This feud right here. This feud. This needs fans. This. This this one needs fans. This one needs fans because this is what's going to solidify Roman as the mega heel. I know it is just crazy that he got more popular when there ain't nobody around. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin Dunn's a tricky man out there with that with that soundboard. <laughs> but I mean, that's the advantage that they have, not having yeah, a crowd that... or having a staffed crowd or whatever, because they control the narrative. They can tell, yeah. Yeah. hey, when this guy come out, you boo. When this guy come out, you cheer. When they do this spot, you do this. When they say I've this, been, you say this. I've been so, saying this forever about WWE. It's People forget, pro wrestling, even though it is professional wrestling, you're performing in front of a live studio audience. Mm -hmm. When it comes to television shows, you are a live studio audience. They're going to portray whatever they want. Now with the soundboard, they really control the narrative. They really control what the sound is. They can tell you who to cheer and who to boo. Yeah, I mean, all the shows have that advantage. AEW, Impact, all of them have that advantage now. Well, AEW's actually, they actually have fans in there. So it's I like, know, yeah, but most that, of them in the front row within earshot of the microphone are their employees. Yeah, the, that, that's what I'm saying. That's actually a smart idea for them. Yeah, so yeah. you got Billy Gunn and them and his boys <laughs> cheering when they're supposed to cheer and booing when they're supposed to boo. And shout out to Austin employees Gunn, cheering when they're that? supposed to cheer and booing when they're supposed to boo. And who the hell knew that Austin Gunn got bars? Bars. Like, legit, like, this kid can actually I rap. I saw the video, but I didn't, like, sit down and watch it. Kick and rap. He's actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, he, he, he's got... He, he, that, that little clip that I saw on the internet is pretty good. All he need to do now to solidify him as uh, rap royalty is a freestyle of his dad old interest music. I'm an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fun fact about that song. Here in uh, New England, right? There's, uh, that would be awesome. There's a sports station out here uh, called 985 The Sports Hub. Every day, 
for the morning show. When the show's over, they have to end the show whenever the Ass Man song comes on. They have to play that song to know that the show is over. Just because they think it's a fucking... They're like, this is the greatest song of all time. He's rapping about how much he loves ass. Uh, I... How much he loves ass. So they play it every day when the show is over. The, the, I mean, it, it's it's a great song to, to end, end the show. I love to love him. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. Mm. Bars. Yep, because I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Billy Gunn had some good themes. I mean, between that and the Billy and Chuck theme, I mean. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. yeah, you do, you do know Billy the Billy and Chuck. Chuck surprisingly, <laughs> it fit the gimmick. It did. It, oh, really it did. Absolutely. It did. Damn. I, I, when it comes to theme music, I have nothing against theme music as long as it fits the cat. Like, speaking of bad theme music right now, what the fuck does Nikki Cross come out to? I didn't even hear garbage. Hot what garbage. What is that crap? What hot, is that garbage? Hot garbage. Yeah. The song garbage. makes zero sense to her character. That's mm. a song that either Lacey Evans or Lana should come out to. It, it, get rid of that damn shot clock buzzer sound effect in front of Lacey Evans' music. Can we get rid of that? Oh, that. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm about to get another purge or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, yeah, bad, uh, speaking of bad entrance music, I mean. And yes, Gabe, ass is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad entrance music, I mean, woof. Remember when Keith Lee first came up to the main roster? Uh, all because. Uh, all because Vince McMahon was so petty, he didn't want to use CFO Money's music. They used generic number 42. Yeah. Damn. Still mad about that. But, uh, but yeah, man, any other thoughts about the Royal Rumble or even what happened on Monday Night Raw? Or any predictions for this year? I think uh, Edge is going to challenge Roman because hmm. um, he said... That he that that had to happen that he wanted to do that. I don't know if it'll be for the title at WrestleMania, but at some point between now and then they're gonna have a match against each other. Hmm. Battle of the Spears. Okay. I'm actually with Rob on this one. I don't know why, but I feel like Edge is gonna go after Roman. Mm-hmm. I would. You know what? The promos would be fire. Will it though? Especially well with yeah. with Heyman there. All right. You mean? Edge and Heyman. Yeah. Because Roman's just going to be like, hey, man, you trying to take food off my table. You disrespecting me. <laughs> food off my table? You disrespecting the food on my table? Now you're respecting the head of the table because I eat the food that's on the table with the table <laughs> that I made because I'm the head of the table? That's <laughs> what you're doing? You disrespecting me? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is a parsnip? This is my beef tips <laughs> that I eat because I sit at the head of the table. You see these ribs? My ribs. My ribs. Because I sit at the head of the table. You don't get the big piece of chicken. You pass the mashed potatoes on the left-hand side because the right is wrong. Because if you go to left to right, I still sit at the head of the table. God damn it. You disrespected me if you pass it the other way. Even if the table's round, this is the head of the table. Yes. Because if you go 360 and you cut it in half, 180 is right back on me. Head of the table. (laughs) You cut off. Oh, man. But uh, but I w- I will say you know what I mean I would like that would be intriguing to see Edge versus Roman but I think that also in to add to that I think a bold a bold decision too would to have to have Roman Reigns retain against Edge at WrestleMania and have him keep the belt yeah. for most of the year and then yeah. like but then the question becomes like who can take the belt off of Roman I mean I will say that like 
that's when you can bring in the rock but not to wrestle roman but the rock can like, can like select someone as his proxy the rock can say that oh I, i've been watching wwe i've been watching nxt these a lot of young talent i have my eye on somebody who who i've who i had my eye on for like a year he's gonna he's gonna be my chosen one Reginald. to take your belt <laughs> well he's my he's, he's my he's my number one he's my number two but my number one he could say and then he can, then you can hear Oh, bask in his glory, and then Keithy can come right out, formally challenge Roman. He can, and he can be Rock's proxy. That's creative. And I think there's kind of, I think there's a theme that we got here. You got two young champions in Roman and Drew. You mm-hmm. got two veterans that are on your roster that are challenging for titles. You just had Goldberg challenge Drew. Now you have Edge with a uh, Roman to mm-hmm. you know solidify those title reigns. You know, so if yep. Edge did challenge Reigns, I would prefer. That Roman go over, but who knows? Because I don't even know how long Edge supposed to be sticking around. Yeah, I think he has a three year deal. Uh, I think he's yeah, in. So. Yeah, because he. And, and and another thing that we got to take into account as well, when like when you have an older superstar like that, a three year deal can be uh, many things. It doesn't have to be uh, bound to just in ring performances. It can be backstage shit and all kind of other stuff like that. So three yep. years could be different, you know. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see why. Uh, I, I I actually think he's gonna challenge Drew because it makes more sense. The, the, the narrative the, Edge is gonna win at Mania. He the, the, you know he had to relinquish and retire the day after Mania. Okay, so he he's going to win at Mania and he he can't go over Roman. That's not happening. Like I said, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns have happened because Roman will go over Daniel Bryan and that will solidify Roman's. Heel, mega star heel persona right there. Drew. I mean, you got. You, I mean, he's, he's, he's more expendable. He's more expendable in Vince in Vince's eyes than Roman is. So Drew go Drew taking an L to Edge, and I think you know in the in the end Drew can recover. You know Drew can win back the title. Right now, you know Vince has. A lot more invested in Roman Reigns than he does in a Drew McIntyre. Uh, does Vince? That's just. Is, is it because Vince has that much invested in him, or Fox has that much invested in him? Mm. Both. Because he had the head of the but table, Vince, though, it, right? Because I understand. I see where it, you're going. It, 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 yeah, the, you're right. <laughs> at the end, at the end, he's the head of the table, but Vince is standing behind him, funding that table. Mm. He funded the construction workers to build that said table, mm. to Roman to sit at the head of. So, and Vince has had to take a few L's lately as far as people he wants and people he wants at the top. And Roman is not that L he wants to take. No fucking way. He is hell-bent. He is going to go, he, before he leaves this earthly plane, he is going to make Roman the epitome of what he wants in WWE. He's going to make Roman bigger than any of these, any of his past big people, bigger than The Rock, bigger than Austin. That's what he wants to do. Bigger than Michaels. He wants to go off and say into the sunset, and say, "Yep, I made Roman that." Word, word. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we we got you know we got a whole lot more we can cover in, uh, on wrestling and whatnot. But uh, I think we're about about approaching the end 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 point, the end zone here. Unless um, y'all uh, gentlemen have any other other thoughts you want to drop into the ether? Uh, Carl, looks like you wanted to say something. Well, what I noticed too at the, from in the promo of Raw 
uh, Edge versus Drew could actually be a safe could be actually a safe bet for a possible good story. The mentor versus the student. Hmm. Yeah. They did mention that in their promos, both of them. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is just um, with Drew going up against Goldberg and everything like that. It just kind of makes that story seem like you know he's toppling legends to you know establish himself as the great champion. Correct. And that's what they're there for. That when you bring somebody back, that's what it should be for, to establish your champion or your younger talent. And Goldberg did that. We got to give him his props on that because we doubted him severely. Severely. History. Because all because we we doubted him because we wanted Goldberg to win so Big E can win the Rumble and we got big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> that's a, which could say, hey, it could still happen. I mean, yeah, big, big, meaty men slapping meat. That should be the name of the pay-per-view, you know? <laughs> hey, I mean, it, it would... It, it I would... think they get enough of Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley and uh, oh. Big E running into each other. In the... That would be good. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was good. That was mm. good, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see Big E being the next year's Royal Rumble winner, you know? I think they'll, they'll use this time, to, use this year to kind of build him up as the Intercontinental Champion. You know, have th- this time he'll have a memorable run with the belt because he was Intercontinental Champion before, but that was that was when that title was irrelevant for like a number of years. So, you know, irrelevant. I, yeah. I like how everybody put that back. How it got put back into the universe. Christian never got his match with Big E for the IC title. Yeah. Mm. Christian had to retire. We can circle back. Christian apparently is going to work a part-time schedule. Oh. And apparently, it wasn't a one-off. Yeah, and the football. Carlito's actually on a on a uh, three week tri- trial run. Yeah, mm. okay. it's, it's pretty much Carlito is pretty much coming down to come on guys, pay me some more. Yeah, we I mean, got the money. Cause that was the whole. We just made a. Yeah, that was the whole deal originally. He's like, come on, you guys made a billion dollars. The other yeah, time. and then, um, you I, could throw me more. I money. think that's why he didn't show up at that show he was advertised for. Like, come on, man, you just gonna bring me in there to use me five minutes? I mean, I stay oh, home yeah. for that shit. You know exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This time they told them, listen, you're going to be MVP this year, okay? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, we'll I love MVP. Oh, her, her business, man. Like, speaking of her business, you know, you know, put the title on Bobby Lashley at some point. Like, Please. Like, 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 for one yeah. like, I would, I would like, to, I would like to see, like, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar just once. Bobby Lashley wants to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Everybody yeah. wants Brock to see Le- Bobby Lashley versus Roman Brock Roman Reigns Lesnar. sitting at the head of the table eating a, a rack of ribs like, I'd like to see that. Why are <laughs> like, you trying to fight me? Why don't you fight Brock? Yeah. Brock Lesnar Brock is literally the only one that doesn't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. That's why we haven't gotten it yet. Because Brock yeah. Lesnar is MMA. Yeah. And plus, like, wasn't Bobby Lashley undefeated in Bellator? Or, yeah, in Bellator, yes. But yeah. overall, his record I think is uh, thirteen and three, or fifteen and three. Okay, yeah, yeah. hell of a record. Jake Hager still undefeated. Who? Mike oh. Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. Two eight one three three four eight zero 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 zero. Bars. Bars. Oh, man. Oh man. Oh man. But uh but yeah man. Uh yeah, any other any other uh wrestling thoughts, gentlemen, about anything? About anything you wanna see or 
WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact. I'm just thoroughly invested in whatever the fuck AEW, Impact, New Japan supposedly has going on or whatever. There's a, been a little Twitter exchange between Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and uh, Tamatonga mm. in uh, regards to uh, the current championship situation and all kind of other stuff. So I'm just thoroughly intrigued. Mox made his uh, New Japan Strong debut attacking Kenta from behind. The yeah. match is scheduled for January 21st at uh, what New Beginnings. Hmm. So I said February, 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 February yeah. 21st. So I'm I'm ready for all the things. Hmm. Jay White is back. Yes. Attack Tomohiro Ishii. I think they had a match today. So hmm. I'm 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 re- I'm ready for all the things and stuff. Good time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Look, I, I too am looking forward to you know all things new J- New Japan. Like Jay White, man. Jay White's is he's uh he's gonna be like one of the, one of the top stars. Like. He's he's definitely earned it. He's he's definitely improved last year, and like he's gonna be like the top, uh, Gaijin star, uh, for this year. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, with the heavyweight championship, like at next year's Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. That's for sure. You know, the only thing that I'm also the, another thing that I'm interested about about New Japan, if they're gonna unify or separate the titles. So, yeah. Like, I said you wanted separate. to keep them. You want to unify them, but you know I, that that's gonna do something. I mean, because they got to never open weight title. Mm. That's for all comers, and I think that would be a good secondary belt. But that that uh, intercontinental title has some uh, weight behind it. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a big mean, fan they, of the number one weight division. So that 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 belt right there is like my favorite title in pro wrestling. When you go back and watch like Shabbat when Shibata was around going for the title, mm. fucking amazing. Ishi, fucking Noro Suzuki. Like I, that belt right there is like my like. If that match is on, I am watching. It doesn't matter yeah. who's fighting for it. Shingo I'm and watching. Tanahashi, boy. Shingo, oh, another one. Yeah. I still remember Shingo. He, he, the needs, to, he needs to be a top, uh, the heavyweight champion. <laughs> Isn't there a new never open weight champion? Like, didn't somebody just win the title? Yeah, Tanahashi, Tanahashi. Uh, beat Shingo. Really? Okay. Yeah. I got a link to the match right here if you want to watch. Is it on Discord? Uh, I can put it in Discord. Yeah, um, but I can put it also here in the chat because I saved it to my share folder. <laughs> all right. But I, but all right, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap up, um, any final plugs that y'all want to drop in there, uh, Mr. B. Rob? What you got for us? Um, you can't see this Zoom chat, but I just put a link to the uh, Tanahashi and Shingo t- uh, title match for the Never Overweight Championship in that. Do yourself a favor and watch that thing. Hmm. Um, also, I host my own podcast called The Random Rams with Rob and the Wrestling is Trash podcast. And when you see some of these friendly faces on there, Vic, the door is always open for you to come whenever you have the time, not watching movies and ignoring my Instagram DMs. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, yeah, follow me on social media. Well, you can find everything all in one place in one category at randomrob.com. All right. Thank you, sir. And um, okay, okay, you you didn't DM, you DM me. Okay, I just checked. All right, uh, Brian, <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> uh, what y'all what y'all got? Uh, you know us, UWO podcast. Uh, we live on Facebook. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Um, Eddie, really quick, since I have you on the show, uh, are we doing a show this Sunday because of the Super Bowl or no? What do you think? That is up to. Oh. No, we usually go on after the, the during the we'll probably when the Super Bowl start. 
I do it during the do it during the halftime show. Halftime show. The problem is with that is we gotta wait on we got we gotta wait on Kyle here on Black People Time. Yeah. Well tell them to do it at the last ten minutes of the second quarter. Just follow our social medias. We'll keep you posted and up to date. Uh, but if not this Sunday, every Sunday night we are usually on. Uh, come join us. We bring punch and pie. And Eddie brings cocaine and hookers. Hey! Jello! Yeah. Sorry. Unfortunately, because of Corona, I can't bring the hookers. Oh. They're not working right now. <laughs> yep. Always but, a- yeah, nah, uh, Y'all know where to catch us. <laughs> yep. Always, always a wholesome time. And Carl, where can they find Codex Prime? Everywhere on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter, Codex Prime Cast. And um, I actually do have an announcement to make. I actually didn't even tell Vic about this. You guys are be on Pornhub. No, only fans over here. But um, I'm actually going to be part, have a recurring show on the new... Uh, Zoom Unity uh, show, uh, block party show that's going to be going on on Facebook and on Zoom uh, on Fridays up here, uh, courtesy of a uh, one-time guest of the show, Lad Dennis Lopes. And I'll be hosting a show called uh, Third Eye View, where I'll be giving my reviews on uh, certain short reviews on certain things in nerd and blurred culture. So um, okay. I'll be representing, so it'd be it's Cordis Prime Podcast presents Blurred Eye View. Nice. Awesome. Vic, you ain't the only one with a spin-off anymore. <laughs> hey, good, good, good shit. Good shit, my man. That's what's up. All right. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, and you can also uh, catch us. And, oh, and episodes of Blurred Eye View will end up on the uh, Codex uh, channel as well. So be on the lookout for that. And then you can find Codex Prime Podcast. On our, on our iTunes, on, leave a five-star review. SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, everywhere. If you, yeah. if you want to be cheap, you can post it on randomrob.com for free. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm serious. Like, if you want to, I can get you RSS feed. You can post your shit on there for free. I don't give a fuck. Dick, talk to him. All right. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. We'll. Uh. We'll. We'll definitely. Uh. Look into that. But yeah. Thank you, sir. But. But yeah. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. More wrestle talk. Uh. Coming at you. Um. You know. We can find find us everywhere. Um. I, apparently. Um. Apparently. This. This Sunday is a supreme ball sports ball thing. I don't know what the I, hell it's called. I did not. Even, I had the no big clue. game for legal reasons. Even though I said the other name. Tom, it's Tom Brady's final game of the season. Just call it that already, guys. Jesus. Right, the, Brady the, Bowl. the Brady Bowl. The Brady Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Tom Brady, nobody cares about that jabroni. But anyway, thank you all for watching and listening. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Uh,